Hello again, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number 144 of the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. My name is Sean. I'm coming to you live from London, Ontario, Canada, and I want to thank you. I know we're an hour a bit uh, later than normal on uh, Thursday evening, but I was working a little bit later, and sometimes life happens. But I want to welcome everybody who's watching live on Twitter, sorry, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook. Uh, tonight I'm writing solo because Stephen is not uh, feeling so well, and I'm going to rely on you, the fans who are watching right now, to send me messages. I'll uh, post them, and uh, you can add some comments, and we can have a conversation that way. Uh, for those of you who are listening to podcast version, thank you for tuning in on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're on 10 different uh, outlets, and I encourage you all to like, subscribe, and share. We already uh, made our goal of 500 fans on our Facebook page. We're almost actually at uh, 520, uh, I think, the last count I saw uh, earlier today. And, uh, yeah, thank you for everybody who's taking part in our uh, Ontario Independent Wrestling March Madness uh, tournament that's happening daily. I'll get to uh, update on the status of that in just a little while at the end of the show. Um, yeah, uh, there's news. Not a lot of it, uh, to be honest. Uh, main thing was going to be talking about the uh, AEW pay-per-view uh what was a revolution that happened this past uh, Sunday uh, instead of a Saturday on pay-per-view. Um, yeah, not much uh, good coming out of it. I guess uh, I can kind of uh, go with what Bubba Ray Dudley said on Busted Open Radio when he quoted Vince McMahon and being the fact that the uh, ending is the thing that people re will remember the most. Uh, WCW uh, found that out uh, the hard way with their career. Uh, in business because they didn't have somebody like a Pat Patterson helping them do finishes. And that was usually their downfall. Hopefully that is just a hiccup in the uh, road for AEW. But when they're got uh, their limited fans that were there in attendance, booing and even some asking for their money back after they promised a big blow up. Yeah, I get things happen, but you got to own it, like McFoley is saying, and move on instead of trying to spin it your own way, as I did last night on uh, Dynamite and even right after the pay-per-view ended. Uh, blaming Kenny Omega, blaming Impact Wrestling. Uh, just, we get accidents happen, but whatever. Uh, looking at the card, though, uh, the opening uh, match on the uh, buy-in was... Uh, uh, Baker and Maki uh, Ito, uh, who was replacing Reba, uh, faking an injury. But Maki Ito uh, and Britt Baker defeated the team of Rio and Thunder Rosa in the uh, buy-in. Then uh, the main show started, and it was Young Bucks uh, beating Jericho and MJF. Um, really good back-and-forth match if you ignore the fact that it looked like uh, Jericho and MJF were waiting a lot uh, for the Bucks to do their moves. They were uh, in position a little bit early. It didn't look as smooth as it probably could uh, normally for these guys. Uh, but the Young Bucks ended up winning. Um, later on the show, Jericho and MJF said there was going to be a war meeting 
of the inner circle happening on uh, Dynamite, and we'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, Ray Phoenix was last man standing in the uh, Casino Battle Royal, um, the, basically a Royal Rumble with tag teams instead, but uh, you, your partner could be eliminated, but uh, if you were still standing, you were still in there, unlike some uh, Battle Royals where if you're eliminated, your partner has to go too. Um, there was like 15 different teams, so it was 30 men involved with this uh, match. Surprisingly, FTR was not part of that. Um, but, yeah, so they all uh, did that. Uh, a couple of botch spots. Uh, I didn't understand what Evil Uno did, eliminating himself. Uh, one Marco stunt didn't really connect with him. Um, then QT Marshall uh, abandoned Dustin Rhodes. Uh, that's looking like QT Marshall is turning heel on uh, the Nightmare uh, family. And we saw more of that this past Wednesday as well. Um, so Ray Phoenix, as I said, ended up winning last living Jungle Boy. And Pac and Ray Phoenix are going to get a future title shot against uh, the Young Bucks on uh, probably Dynamite because their next pay-per-view isn't until May 30th for Double or Nothing. Hikaru Shida ended up uh, retaining her women's title over uh, Ryo uh, Mizunami. Uh, she was the one who won the uh, Eliminator Tournament uh, for the whole thing. She won the Japanese side and then beat Nyla Rose to advance uh, to that match, uh, but Shida ended up uh, retaining. Miro and Kip uh, Sabin beat Best Friends, Orange Cassidy, and uh, Chuck Taylor. Kind of a boring uh, match in a way. Uh, they are starting to, though, show Miro as sort of his, uh, I want to say Russian brute, but um, the brute they was as Rusev. Uh, he even pushed uh, Penelope Ford uh, out of the way, uh, sacrificed her in a way to get the victory. So we'll have to see what happens with Miro. Uh, they did uh, get a challenge for another uh, rematch with uh, Orange and Chuck Taylor, with Chuck uh, saying he'd pretty permanently Miro's uh, butler if they lost. I don't know if I'm looking forward to that one either. Anyways, Hangman Page ended up beating uh, Matt Hardy. There was uh, a lot of outside interference uh, involving Dark Order and Private Party, but in the end, Hangman Page ended up getting the victory, and he is now getting Matt Hardy's first quarter uh, earnings. Scorpio Sky uh, won the uh, big brass ring uh, that was hanging above the uh, ring, uh, basically ripping off the whole Vince McMahon uh, statement of go climb that ladder and get that brass ring. Um, and they literally put a brass ring uh, flotational device it looked like uh, hanging above the ring in a uh, money in the bank sort of ladder match with the winner as I said Scorpio Sky getting the uh, shot against Darby Allen on uh, Dynamite this past Wednesday as well uh, the big surprise in this was the sixth man and that was Ethan Page uh, former member of the North with uh, Josh Alexander making his debut excuse me um, so he ended up not winning and, uh, Scorpio Sky got the, uh, matchup. Christian Cage then came out and, uh, a little while earlier, big, uh, sorry, Paul White, uh, 
made reference to who was signing but didn't give away any hints. And out came Christian Cage to his old TNA music. Uh, got the full last name as well back. And he walked into the ring, just signed a contract, left it, and left. Then we end up getting uh, the cinematic match of Darby Allen and Sting taking on uh, Team Taz, uh, which was Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Excuse me. Um, anyway, so uh, that was a cinematic match. Darby Allen and uh, Brian Cage ended up getting taken out of the match, leaving Sting to take out uh, Ricky Starks to get the victory. Uh, it's kind of odd, though, that they had the commentary over top of it. Maybe if it had just been like how the Boneyard match was, it'd be a little bit better. Um, but Sting was able to perform in this format. Don't know how many takes were needed to uh, splice it all together, but hopefully things were uh, heavily padded like they were uh, when he took that powerbomb on Dynamite a couple weeks ago. And then it was the... Uh, the barbed wire, uh, exploding barbed wire death match for the AEW championship with Omega and uh, Moxley. Uh, they tease going into the uh, barbed wire, which was replacing ropes. It was on three sides of the um, ring instead of all on the stage. Bryce Rensburg was wearing a hazmat suit just for his own safety. Uh, they tripped a couple of the bombs, uh, including also an exploding baseball bat. And they used barbed wire on their arms and back and forth. And then they went to the ending a little too quick, uh, it looked like. And the Good Brothers came out, and then there was a one-wing angel on a uh, chair. They did a beatdown of Moxley, including handcuffs, because God knows we need more handcuffs in uh, wrestling. But... They uh, cuffed him down. The timer was still going because they said at the beginning 30 minutes or uh, the match had to be done or the whole thing would blow up. And, well, it was done. And it was around a minute mark that was left that uh, Omega and the uh, Good Brothers ended up finally leaving. Out came Eddie Kingston trying to help his fallen friend, even though they were enemies for a little while. But his uh, best friend... John Moxley, and nothing was happening, and all of a sudden, a couple seconds left, and you got uh, Eddie Kingston diving on top of uh, Moxley to protect him and basically taking the bullet. But when the countdown ended, all you saw was sparklers and a couple of puffs of smoke and uh, a very feeble uh, fireworks display. Uh, even Gilbert, I think, gets better... Uh, entrance uh, sparklers than what you saw there. I posted it uh, the other day, uh, the next morning on our Facebook page, including a uh, video of Marvin the Martian wondering where's the kaboom. Uh, they promised that and it didn't happen. Once again, as I said um, a couple minutes ago, I get accidents happen, but then they started passing the buck and trying to spin it into a storyline. Good luck. But uh, Mick Foley is saying, own it, move on, and do better the next time. He had an uh, incident like that in uh, ECW, I believe, in 2005, where it didn't uh, blow up as proper or as expected. You know, 
It was. It's not Japan where the whole thing goes up in smoke. Uh, and Tony Khan's like, well, what did you expect us to do? Blow it up? It's like, yeah, well, that's what you promised. I would have at least had better fireworks because even Cody Rhodes gets uh, better fireworks uh, intros. And maybe even pull the ring down like uh, when uh, Brock Lesnar uh, suplexes Big Show and the whole thing implodes. At least do something. But that was um, AEW Revolution that happened this past Sunday. And then yesterday was Dynamite, and they uh, continued on with uh, some of the uh, fallout from it. As I said, they uh, did... Ex- a whole bunch of lame excuses. Moxley and uh, Eddie Kingston were uh, doing their uh, sitting down drinking together. And Kingston said, though, the, uh, the reason why he sold it the way he did was because he got, had like a panic attack like he did when he was getting sentenced and going to Rikers uh, when he was in jail years ago. Yeah. It, yeah, I'm not going to be a dead horse on that one. Uh, you guys can uh, decide whether or not you like uh, their excuses or just want something better. But then even later on, uh, Kenny Omega came out and they made fun of Eddie Kingston on it. Uh, eventually, uh, Christian was there. So it looks like Christian and Omega are going to spin off into a, a title uh, program. And that's remarkable considering seven years ago, Christian Cage was not wrestling and he goes over to AEW and he's in a uh, main event uh, con- uh, storyline with the champ. So congratulations, J- uh, Christian, on that one. But yeah, uh, it's very sad that he's uh, there in a way that WD allowed him to slip through his, their fingers because uh, he didn't have a contract after uh, his performance at the Royal Rumble and decided to call up uh, Tony Khan and said, I want to work. And Tony's like, I've known you for seven years. Come on over. So all the best to you, Christian, on that one. It's just a shame because it's a multi-year deal that we won't see Edge and Christian probably ever again, uh, at least not in a ring together. You might see him when he finally is done with AEW and gets his uh, uh, induction into the Hall of Fame and you get the five-minute pose or five-second pose and Edge inducting him. Because it's bound to happen. He's done a lot in the business. It's just not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, Also, uh, last night, Matt Jackson beat uh, Phoenix. Uh, Darby Allen retained his uh, TNT title over uh, Scorpio Sky. uh, Getting to cash in that. Inner Circle uh, ended the show with uh, their war room. And they were uh, figuring something has to change. And maybe get rid of a member or add a member. And out came uh, Sammy Guevara, just as uh, MJF was going to suggest Jericho get eliminated. And they uh, show some footage, and uh, Jericho's like, you don't think I uh, know what's going on? Uh, And they decide they're going to turn on MJF and get rid of him. And MJF uh, was saying basically that he was plotting it all along, but not necessarily take over the inner circle because he uh, was building the new horseman. And uh, uh, you saw Wardlow with Sean Spears, uh, FTR, and uh, Telly Blanchard, and a brawl broke out that way. So it looks like the inner circle are going to be faces now, 
and you have uh, the new horsemen that are going to be the heels. I don't know. Maybe this is going to lead to uh, finally them pulling the trigger on uh, Blood and Guts, their war game style match. They have enough players, uh, five on each side, that they can uh, do that because there's uh, what Pride and Powerful, Jericho, Guevara, and Hager on one side, Wardlow, FTR, Spears, and MJF on the other. So maybe it's uh, time that they pulled that. Uh, they could even use uh, do that on the Jaguars uh, field instead of using uh, Daly's place. So we'll see uh, what comes up with that. Uh, Monday Night Raw, they had uh, started off with uh, Lashley killing Miz again, though I think Miz got in a little too much uh, offense, uh, but uh, Lashley ended up retaining. We ended up uh, seeing AJ Styles against... Uh, Randy Orton, some voodoo going on with uh, Alexa Bliss and more black uh, spewing out of uh, Randy before uh, Styles got the victory. What was it? Uh, Kofi Kingston. No, Xavier Woods, sorry, got a victory over Shelton Benjamin leading into their tag team uh, match. I believe that's uh, this week on uh, Raw. Mustafa Ali is getting a uh, U.S. title shot against Riddle after Riddle ended up beating uh, Slapjack uh, on Monday. And, of course, we saw uh, what was it? Drew McIntyre and Sheamus in a uh, match where uh, then they ended up brawling in another good match, even though uh, McIntyre picked up a clean victory the week before. But they uh, brawled again because Sheamus attacked him from behind earlier in the show. And... They end up knocking each other out with uh, the use of stairs bashing into each other. I've heard that uh, there's probably going to be a last man standing. I hope it's not a last man standing, considering we just had one with uh, Owens and uh, Reigns uh, just a little while ago. Do something uh, different, like a strap match or something, or uh, you know, with the touching the four corners or whatever for uh, getting a number one contender shot at Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Uh, but there's really nothing announced for next weekend's um, pay-per-view Fastlane. So they have to really get on that uh, starting tomorrow because uh, there's, I think, only two matches from SmackDown already announced. But uh, then also next Monday, they need to get more uh, involved that way because this is their last-ditch uh, effort before going to WrestleMania, and it's their first uh, presentation on uh, Peacock uh, as they migrate everything over. I kind of feel bad for uh, the U.S. fans that are going to get uh, this because it's not going to have everything all at one time. They have to slowly rechange digital things and close captionings, whatever has to happen on Peacock's end. But that's... Uh, Rumored to be finished by SummerSlam. So people just need to be patient. I think Peacock's giving a special deal as well, just because of that for any WWE fans. So, um, yeah, that was uh, Monday. We'll see what happens elsewhere uh, leading up to Fastlane. Then last night on NXT, it was told that William Regal's going to have two big announcements. And uh, the first announcement was the fact that NXT TakeOver is going to happen on two nights. And so Wednesday, May April 7th, they're going to be doing uh, TakeOver. Uh, I can't think of the uh, title at the moment. But um, 
they're going to take over on USA Network on night number one. And then the following night on uh, Peacock is going to be uh, night number two. I think it's Stand and Deliver or something like that. Uh, they just recently got the trademark for. So uh, they're going to do that on that night. Uh, then his next announcement was the fact that uh, due to all the uh, stuff that happened with the tag team titles last week uh, with uh, Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler, and uh, including uh, Adam Pierce, that he's just going to create their own uh, women's tag team uh, titles. He had all the women uh, lined up on uh, the ramp, which actually looked like more women uh, in NXT than what uh, Raw and SmackDown have combined, uh, at least actively. And they at least could plead their case of why they deserve uh, tag team titles because even though the rule was that the women could float between all three brands, it only happened a couple times. And do you think they were actually going to let an NXT team win the titles without being brought up eventually? But they weren't going to beat a main roster team. So now they can do this and have a strong women's uh, division compared to what uh, the main roster has. So that was uh, announced, and they instantly awarded it to the winners of the female uh, Dusty Cup uh, championship uh, that they just finished, and that was uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. They were instantly uh, challenged by Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon, and Dakota Kai agreed right off the bat to uh, give her give them the title shot, so they uh, did that. And Io Shirai ended up retaining her women's uh, title over Tony Storm. I like the run of Io Shirai. I just want somebody else to finally uh, beat her because then Io could probably go up to the main roster and maybe do stuff with Asuka. Uh, speaking of Asuka, though, um, just for a moment, Peyton Royce made a huge uh, statement, basically breaking her own character, saying she moved from Australia to uh, North America with nothing, uh, no support system or anything to follow her dream, yet she's been slotted in this one spot, and she wants to be released to do what she knows she can do. I don't think she meant released from WD, but released from that bubble that they have her in and allow her to have her uh, match with Asuka. Uh, but Asuka still has to get cleared. And, of course, uh, yeah, uh, Chad, I'm going to mention that in just a couple minutes. Um, but yeah, they need to figure out what to do because even Mandy Rose and uh, Dana Brooke want a shot and Charlotte's uh, there in the way. So maybe they're going to do a multi-woman uh, match for the uh, Raw Women's title with or without Oscar, depending on how uh, her injury goes. But uh, so that is what's going on on that. And I got to put that up. I forgot. This is how you can get in touch with us uh, along the way. Anyways, uh, Amber Moon and Shotzi Blackheart did uh, take the tag team titles away from Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. So they got awarded in uh, one segment and taken away the next, uh, at least in a match in this case. And so new women's uh, tag team champions, two sets in one evening. Uh, Finn Balor ended up retaining his uh, NXT championship over Adam Cole. And uh, Kyle O'Reilly returned to confront Adam Cole while Killer Cross or Karrion Cross uh, confronted Finn Balor. So those could be some of the matches we're going to see at uh, the 
uh, stand and deliver takeover, uh, possibly one on night one, one on night two. Uh, but that's going to happen. So that was uh, stuff that happened uh, the last uh, couple episodes of TV. Looking at some news uh, highlights, John Laronitis is back. People remember Johnny Ace as being people power and general manager, but he was also the guy who took over for Jim Ross, uh, I believe, between 2003 and 2012, 2004 and 2012. He's uh, responsible for hiring people like Dana Bryan, uh, Greg Holly, uh, CM Punk, and a bunch of others uh, from that era. But there's talk that some of the uh, talent are not happy because he's one of the guys proponent of the women being of the divas uh, side of things. And he only was looking out for looks over talent. And so that's how we ended up getting some of the uh, women of that era with the divas titles. But the women's division, pardon the uh, phrasing, but has evolved uh, significantly since he... Uh, was last in charge, so hopefully he sees what's going on and doesn't try and change anything, and we get a regression instead of progression. Um, and he's actually the father-in-law of Dan O'Brien because he ended up marrying Bella's mom, so there's a lot of connection there, and Daniel's uh, on the booking committee, or at least um, writing staff, whatever they want to be called, over on SmackDown, so We'll see if uh, the family can uh, do some good over there. But um, hopefully, as I said, he doesn't fall into his old uh, habits. The former one uh, in that position, Mark Carano, uh, he's still going to be around, but he's going to answer to uh, John Laronitis. And, uh, yeah. Double or Nothing uh, is AEW's next uh, pay-per-view event. It'll be on Sunday, May 30th. And uh, it's going to be from Daly's Place in Jacksonville. It's not going to be in uh, Las Vegas, as they kind of hoped it would end up being. Um, but that's also Memorial Day weekend in the United States, so it's a holiday weekend. And they could probably go as long as they want, because they like going uh, for longer shows. And people don't have to go to work or school the next day. Uh, Christian Cage, I talked about that with his... Uh, approaching Tony Khan. Uh, Tony uh, Khan also said, in addition to Ethan, uh, the addition of Ethan Page to the roster was to strengthen up the uh, heel side of their um, roster after uh, Dark Order ended up turning face with the uh, passing of Brody Lee. Um, there's been an edict, I guess, that the good old thigh slap that a lot of people do, including the Bucks and Shawn Michaels even admitted that he did with his super kicks, is being banned in WWE. I know Jim Ross has a huge uh, hate on for it and has made a lot of comments about it on, uh, I believe, AEW Dynamite, but also uh, in his podcast. And somehow that uh, disgust has trickled over to the WWE side, and Vince McMahon is uh, saying no more of this. There's apparently signs of the guerrilla position to remind people and potentially fines if they uh, do it. So uh, some changes uh, that way. And I think I heard somebody on a podcast mention uh, about it that even Tommaso Ciampa uh, sadly did a thigh slap when kicking a flag 
There should not have been any sound in that. I can understand them enhancing a kick when they were uh, kicking a person and trying to get the effect, but not an inanimate object like a flag. So I can see where that uh, comes in. Uh, Sting's next uh, opponent looks to be Lance Archer. I missed that on the uh, review of Dynamite from last night. Uh, The Rock and uh, his ex-wife, Danny Garcia, along with uh, their company, are who are only XFL are actually looking to uh, team up with the CFL here in Canada, and there could be some cross promotion branding uh, going on, which would be amazing for both uh, organizations. I think um, the XFL did have a chance had Corona not uh, happened. Uh, Vince's second envision of the uh, company did seem to be successful. I had to shut down uh, way sooner than it should have. And that's when uh, they declared bankruptcy, just as I feel a business decision. Um, but they need to do that. And that's when uh, Dwayne and Danny uh, swooped in and picked it up. Um, they were going to try for a uh, season, but they are delaying it a bit now that they're teaming up with the CFL. And people remember that, Dwayne uh, used to play in the CFL for the Calgary Stampeders. So I can almost envision it being almost like baseball, where you had the XFL be American teams, the CFL being Canadian teams. And if they cross uh, each other, depending on which um, stadium that they're playing in, they follow that league's rules. So if an American is playing uh, in Calgary, say, they play by... uh, the three downs rules. If uh, say the Edmonton team uh, goes to uh, New York, then they play under American rules. So it could be uh, a good concept that way with the finals being an American team versus a Canadian team in a sort of Super Bowl gray cup um, aspect. So good things coming possibly in uh, the 2022 season. Uh, with both these guys uh, teaming up. Randy Orton uh, was is currently in a Twitter battle with uh, rapper uh, Soulja Boy, who constantly is calling wrestling fake and almost challenging people to uh, fight him. Um, Randy Orton is wanting to kick his ass. I guess he's also had issues with Alexa Bliss and a couple other wrestlers. So another guy just trying to get some publicity, which fine, you know, whatever works for you. Um, the was announced just the, the other day that the NHL has made a deal with Disney and ESPN to uh, go to uh, the 21-22 season uh, going to be on ESPN. And the USA uh, Network uh, or NBC Universal uh, deal actually ends at the end of this year's Stanley Cup playoffs. So with that news, it might mean that uh, the suspected... Uh, thought of NXT moving from Wednesdays to Tuesdays to make room for the NHL might not be a permanent move if it has to happen during the playoffs, but it might not happen at all depending on how uh, timing goes. And the Wednesday night wars that people still want to have uh, might still continue if uh, it's not going to be affected by the NHL. Uh, of course, everything's going to be up to what NBC and USA 
end up doing with uh, that night. Um, if they think that the ratings are low, it's not necessarily WWE throwing in the towel, but it'd be the network uh, doing it uh, for them, hoping to get a better rating somewhere else. Uh, because they did get good ratings on Tuesdays when they weren't head-to-head with AEW. So that would prevent uh, a lot of fans not to have to uh, choose, but we'll just going to have to wait and see. But it's definitely not happening anytime soon, because as I said, we have that whole week of wrestling coming up uh, in April. Uh, AEW has filed for a trademark for the name Captain uh, Insano, which was uh, Paul White's character in The Waterboy, the movie 20-some-odd years ago. Uh, Looks like they're going to use it possibly for their video game. Um, And if they get that rights, then, well, I've done their character for Paul White. Um, WD still hasn't announced where they're moving to uh, their next Thunderdome because uh, Major League Baseball starts very soon and the Tampa Bay Rays are going to need their uh, field, which they're using uh, right now, Tropicana Field, uh, for the Thunderdome in, uh, by April 9th because they're hosting the baseball game that day. So, And that's supposed to be the night of uh, SmackDown uh, go-home show for WrestleMania. Hopefully they find a, uh, another place. Obviously they need to, unless they're going to just go to the performance center and just mingle all the talent together. And the plane ride from hell is going to be on the dark side of the ring. Season three, uh, JR was just recently uh, interviewed for it. He's not a fan of uh, that whole thing because he was uh, the one in charge of talent at the time but they're going to dig deep into that one. Uh, it was where Ric Flair was uh, quite intoxicated and undressing. I thought it was in front of uh, Linda, but the uh, report I heard was Stephanie. So either way, he was undressing in front of uh, one of the two man women. Uh, you had Scott Hall and uh, getting really drunk. I think Kurt Hennig and Brock Lesnar got into a fight. There was a fight between uh, Michael PSAs and JPL. Just craziness. So season three of uh, Dark Side of the Ring is going to have a lot of things, including Brian Pillman, the uh, plane ride from hell, the Smith family. And I think they've got 14 episodes uh, scheduled uh, for this season. Uh, Speaking of uh, what I just mentioned a couple minutes ago uh, with the uh, week of WrestleMania, they're going to be eight days straight of WWE content. More is definitely more uh, with this company because um, on Monday the 5th is going to be Raw on USA, so that's three hours there. Hall of Fame is uh, going to be scheduled for the Tuesday the 6th, and they're actually going to do both inductions of WD uh, Hall of Fame 2020 and 2021, whereas Chad is uh, reminding us that Molly Holly is going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, congratulations to her. Yes, indeed. That was announced uh, the other day on the bump by uh, Shane Helms, who uh, announced that. So uh, that's going to happen. Night one of uh, TakeOver is going to be on USA on Wednesday. 
Night two of TakeOver is going to be a Thursday on Peacock or the network everywhere else. Uh, Friday is going to be Fox uh, with SmackDown. And then Saturday and Sunday is night one and two of WrestleMania uh, on Peacock slash the network. And, of course, it wraps up on Monday, the uh, 12th, with Raw on USA. So eight days straight of uh, action from WD uh, celebrating WrestleMania week, and we get, as well as I said, the Hall of Fame with uh, Molly Holly being uh, 2001, uh, 21 inductee, and uh, Chad is also saying with fans. Uh, the Hall of Fame, I do not think, is going to be with fans. Uh, their first uh, chance with fans is going to be with WrestleMania, and that actually starts uh, ticket sales next uh, this Tuesday uh, and they're going to have limited package deals and they're going to have uh, individual seating um, I think they're going to try between 25 and 30,000 uh, fans uh, in attendance um, my dog is howling upstairs sorry I'm just uh, distracted by that for a second uh, it might be a siren going off uh, somewhere uh, but the 2020 uh, Hall of Fame is going to be inducted, and that uh, includes the NWO, Hogan, Hall, Nash, and uh, Waltman, Batista, the Bella Twins, JBL, Davy Boy Smith, and Jushin Thunder Liger. So um, we'll see how that uh, is going to play out. Uh, like I said, the only time that they've said that there's uh, tickets going to be available is for Raymond James Stadium. Uh, and that is going to be for um, WrestleMania. Now, that's not to say that they don't uh, get talent and some of the uh, people who end up attending uh, NXT tapings uh, being at the Hall of Fame ceremony, however they're going to do it. So Chad might be uh, correct in regards of there being some sort of advantage, but it's not going to be uh, paying attendance like WrestleMania is going to be. And WrestleMania, they're uh, using the tagline back in business so it's the first time that they are actually accepting uh money for an event because um march 13th of last year was supposed to be uh, a show in detroit i was going to get tickets to go uh, since my in-laws live in windsor but that got shut down really quickly because uh, a year ago today was when the nba shut down and fans stopped attending uh, live events for a long while. Uh, Chad's also wondering if I think Undertaker is going into the Hall of Fame. Um, it would be good, I think, if he is inducted and being the headliner. But when you're doing uh, the 2020, how do you combine headliner like Undertaker and also headliners like um, the NWO. So I don't know if uh, the 2021 class is going to have uh, anyone spectacular like that. Um, if it's not this year, then I would say next year when the, they can have, have fans in attendance because that's uh, going to be one of those uh, moments where they want the fans to chant, thank you, Taker. Um, you could have maybe Kane. Uh, be a big uh, one, but I would actually induct them both in the same class. 
uh, like you had Jerry Lawler and uh, Jim Ross in the same class and stuff like that. Uh, so I don't know who would actually uh, fill out the rest of uh, the 2021 um, inductee uh, list. Uh, there could be somebody big, but not big as under Undertaker for that. Um, so yeah, and one last thing before we look at uh, the standings for the Ontario March Madness is that this sun Saturday uh, is going to be um, Impact Wrestling Sacrifice uh, event. I believe it's going to be on uh, Impact Plus, so it's not a pay per view. And you have Havoc and Nevaeh uh, taking on Tennille Dashwood and uh, Kyle with a... Nope, I can't read my writing. Kyle with a K. And uh, that's going to be a intergender tag team match uh, on that one. I can see uh, Havoc and Nevaeh end up winning that one. Uh, Caleb with a K, that's what it is. Uh, Havoc and Nevada probably picking up the render on that one. Uh, Decay is going to take on uh, Reno Scum. I can see Decay picking up that victory. Chris Sabian and James Storm are, are going against Violence uh, by Violent by Design in a tag team match. And I'm going to go with Violent by Design uh, taking the victory on that one. Eddie Edwards is going to take on Brian Myers in a, a hold no harms match. So it's pretty much going to be a hardcore uh, matchup, and they it's unsanctioned, I guess, in regards to uh, if they get injured, they're not going to hold Impact responsible for their injuries. Uh, TJ, uh, which I can see, surprisingly, I'm going to say Brian Myers uh, picking up that victory. Uh, he hasn't been the enhancement talent that he was used um, primarily for in WWE. TJP is taking on Ace Austin in an X Division uh, Championship match. I see TJP retaining his title. The Good Brothers taking on Finn Juice. Uh, they're the team from uh, Japan, which is uh, David Finley and uh, Juice Robinson. That's for the Impact Tag Team titles. I see the Good Brothers uh, end up retaining. Deanna Perazzo is def defending the Knockouts title against ODB. I can see a new women's champion in, or knockouts champion in ODB. The knockouts tag team titles are online, and Fire and Flavor are going to go against Jordan Grace and Jazz. This is a long time that these uh, teams have gone against each other. Another opportunity for Jordan Grace and Jazz. I can almost see Jordan Grace and Jazz losing, and uh, there be a split there uh, into a feud. Uh, Jazz is getting a little extra life uh, post-retirement by doing this, so why not a little bit, one last big feud, even with uh, Big Mama Pump, uh, Jordan Grace. And then the main event is going to be Rich Swan uh, defending, well, not necessarily defending. Rich Swan and Moose are going to go against each other to unify their titles, the Impact Wrestling uh, Championship and the uh, TNA Championship. And the winner of that match will, will go on to uh, face Kenny Omega at uh, Rebellion in a title-for-title title match as well. For that one, I got thinking that 
there's not going to be a winner. They want to merge the titles. I get that. But I can see them not doing it. Making a three-way match and Omega winning all three belts and holding them at the end of the night. <coughs> Excuse me. So that's my thought is they're going to find some way of uh, maybe even Omega is going to be there and cause problems. And that's what we're going to set up the three-way match. here. It's not on pay-per-view. Uh, this one is it's Impact Plus on Saturday. So you're not wasting any money uh, getting a non-finish. And if you're going to get a three-way match going into the other, why not? So, like I said, that's uh, Impact Wrestling Sacrifice happening this Saturday. I'll be back in just a moment. If you want a variety of wrestling news and history, look no further than the Scumbags of Wrestling family of shows. On Wednesday nights at 6 p.m., join Sean, Stephen, and Jonesy as we look for the best of the best and break it all down in a unique tournament format on Fantasy Warfare Tournament. Then, Thursdays at noon, take a look back at the rich history of our great sport with This Week in History. We live title changes, births, deaths, and some of the best events of all time. Finally, join us for the latest in wrestling news, show results, and predictions Thursday nights at 8 p.m. for the Scumbags Wrestling Podcast. The Scumbags Wrestling can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Instagram, along with our audio versions on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're a proud part of the Ontario Indie Wrestling Podcast Network and the Johnners Podcast Network. Okay, we're back, and uh, as you probably got a little peek, uh, the Ontario Indie Road Trip. Um, normally, we usually started our shows uh, before COVID, uh, talking about the Ontario Indie scene. There hasn't been too much to go with uh, lately, but certain little things are popping up here and there. And we're doing our part on our end as well. So I uh, just want to remind you that Battle Zone is coming soon at uh, Battle Arts Academy after Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment uh, acquired it uh, when uh, Anthony Corelli uh, ended up selling it to go uh, live uh, in Bruce Peninsula and uh, retire a bit. He uh, actually is going to be a partner with Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment in their venture. But they are uh, getting ready to introduce Battle Zone, and so you, you want to stay tuned for more news on that one. As I said, Anthony Corelli is the uh, new partner with uh, Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment, and of course, uh, you can look for Hamilton Wrestling Entertainment coming uh, soon to Kojigo sometime this month if it hasn't already arrived. Um, I don't get Kojigo here in London, so I'm not overly sure if that's happened yet. Uh, so be on the lookout for that if you're in the area that holds Kojiko as your uh, service provider for internet, cable, phone, and everything else that they provide. Um, Backyard Pro Season 3 is coming soon. Uh, Alexia Nicole recently posted about it, and you can check out GoFundMe for, to help uh, make Season 3 happen. Uh, their goal is about uh, $1,200, I believe. Uh, they're not begging people for uh, a donation or anything. Um, you can even send words of encouragement. 
but just knowing that if you are able to help out in any way, that's going to cut down the costs of uh, what it is to do Backyard Pro because Backyard Pro uh, doesn't just go in one spot. It's not just one person's backyard. It is a whole bunch of different locations so they can stay safe in this COVID environment and still put together some matches uh, in different backyards or uh, I believe uh, I saw... Uh, Cookie and I can't remember uh, Saber's uh, name, but they ended up uh, wrestling uh, in an area where there was uh, a dock and stuff like that in, I think, season one of Backyard Pro. There's only a couple episodes per season, so check it out on uh, YouTube and probably uh, Facebook. Uh, You can get all the links uh, there. So Backyard Pro season three is looking to start up very shortly. Now, on our end of things, keeping the Ontario scene going as much as we can is our little uh, thing right here, and that is the Ontario Indie um, Wrestling March Madness Tournament Season 3, or uh, third year for it, and um, where you have votes every day at 7 a.m. and 12 noon. Uh, I'm taking care of one side of the bracket, and Steven's taking care of the other side. So you have uh, two chances to vote each day, and uh, you can end up seeing who makes it through to the finals. Um, I'm going to put up the brackets uh, right now, and you can see where our progression has been uh, this week. And I'm going to switch over so I can zoom that up. So we have, from the North uh, Division, Violet Lee beat Dexter Grimm. Alec Realm beat, or lost to Scumbag Gates. Holden Albright beat Ethan Dukes. Sebastian Suave uh, went over Joey Allen. Pretty Ricky beat Warhead. Shiloh beat Kevin Blackwood. Travis Moore beat Mike Bailey. John Greed beat uh, Stone Rockwell. Tyler, the Battle of the Tylers, Tyler Arrow ended up beating Tyler Hill. And the two-time winner, Tyson Dukes, fell yesterday to Josh Alexander. Right now, if you go to our Facebook page, you can see uh, how you can vote for uh, Alessandro Del Bruno taking on Daniel Garcia. Now, to look at the standings over on the east and west side of things, Shane Sabre lost to Steve Brown. Casey Spinelli beat Rosemary. Allison Kay lost to Lionel Knight. Kyle Boone beat Nova. Jay Loon uh, advanced over Jordan James. Ethan Page, uh, AEW's latest acquisition, beat Sabrina Kyle. Kevin Bennett, the Smash Wrestling champion, lost to the former champion, Tarek. Matt Cash beat Jim Strider. Jody Threat over Idris Abraham. And right now, you can vote for Joe Coleman and Channing Decker. Also, later on this week, we're going to be finishing off um, round one. And you're going to see Mark Wheeler against Justin Sane. Puff against Space Monkey. Rodney Matthews against Scotty O'Shea, Michael Grayson against Alexia Nicole, Cody Diener against Bia, and Brent Banks against John Atlas. 
over on my side of the bracket that I'm presenting. You get tomorrow Brian White against Psycho Mike Rollins, The Muscle against Gabriel Feroza, CC Moss against Von Vertigo, Frankie TM against Carter Mason. Some of these matches are just would be amazing to see live in person. And the Wanderer, Wade Allen, taking on Bella Bronx in the final of the first round. So, like I said, join us every uh, morning at 7 a.m. and afternoon at 12 p.m. So you can uh, see who's going to advance. Vote daily. Be a part of this. Uh, like I said, two years in a row, Tyson Dukes ended up winning, and he is now to the wayside. Uh, I'm going to say the competition's wide open. Maybe Josh Alexander is going to be the guy to beat. Maybe he's going to meet up with uh, his former tag team partner of the North, Ethan uh, Page, in the other uh, side of the bracket. But we're going to uh, bring it down to uh, whoever is uh, in the finals on uh, March 31st and announce it. April 1st, who is the winner of this year's tournament? So I uh, thank each and every one of you for being a part of that. Um, so before we get out of here, as you see, we're playing around with some uh, new graphics and everything. And I have a couple things uh, that I can also announce. You've seen that we're part of Pro Wrestling Tees. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Scumbags uh, Wrestling and... You have our four designs that we're allowed to have right now uh, as a uh, brand new store. And it's our original uh, design uh, with the Superstars of Wrestling uh, parody. The Ontario comic uh, book uh, shirt. It's a little bit, a couple dollars more than the other shirts, but all the money raised from the, uh, the sales of those are going to uh, Stevens Wrestling Journey. And so uh, still going to go to charity on that one. Then we have our Raw's War uh, tribute shirt and the Scumbags podcast uh, t-shirt in royal blue because that's one of my favorite uh, ways of having that shirt. It just pops out so really nice. And that's based off the Survivor Series uh, logo. So go to our uh, store, Pro Wrestling Tees uh, slash Scumbags Wrestling, and you can pick up a t-shirt for $20. Of course, prices are in the U.S., but $20 and... Uh, $21.99 for the uh, comic book one. And we're going to uh, get the word out there and have some fun. Now, the last thing I'm going to do is show this one. Yeah, I believe it's this one. And just as simple as that, you see that we're coming up with the Scumbags Prediction League. Um, more rules and uh, details are coming up on April 1st. Uh, so there's going to be a big episode of announcements and uh, some changes going on. We're updating our website so you can access uh, all the details on that one, uh, scumbags.ca. And uh, that'll relaunch on April 1st as well. But just imagine a whole uh, season or year long of uh, making predictions for uh, wrestling pay-per-views, whether it be WD, NXT, AEW, and Impact Wrestling. Earning points 
and eventually becoming the winner uh, after a couple of uh, different brackets, uh, which we'll explain later on. But the winner is going to come out with a, a very good prize. We're working out with our sponsor uh, potentials uh, right now, and by April 1st should have everything in place. And you'll uh, love the details and just want you to be interactive love wrestling, enjoy wrestling, and uh, make great predictions and win good prizes, including t-shirts from uh, our Pro Wrestling Tees store. So I can definitely tell you that's part of the prizing, but uh, there's more to come. So stay tuned as we uh, start building things up and uh, make some more uh, big announcements uh, along the way. I believe that is everything I have to talk about this week so i want to thank everybody that's watching on twitch youtube and facebook we are part of the ontario independent wrestling podcasting network here in ontario and canada and also the johnners podcasting network in the uk uh give all our uh, members a listen there's a lot of different uh genres of uh ways of presenting the wrestling world to everybody, whether you want interviews, game shows, uh, news, history, we got it all. Different uh, podcasters throughout the globe, all doing it for the love of wrestling. So join them, give them some love, share, and yeah, I hope everybody has a great week. And we'll see you next week on. Oh, sorry, I do have one other thing. Little shout out for Stephen. Uh, he normally do it himself. Slugging with Stephen O'Neill on CWNOnline.ca. Um, that's a weekly uh, Q&A that he does with independent wrestlers here in Ontario. And this week is Tyler Arrow. Um, so check that out. He's done Sebastian Suave, Jim Strider, um, a couple others uh, that are in the tournament are coming up uh, soon. But, yeah, I think this is at least... Week eight, uh, most of uh, his uh, weekly series on CWN Online. So check that out and give it a read. Uh, some good insights from the talent that you may or may not uh, know. And they're not your typical questions either. So check out Slugging with Stephen O'Neill every Tuesday at 6 p.m. So that, I believe, concludes everything. And I wish you all a good night. Join us for Fantasy Warfare Tournament and This Week in History. Have a good night.